You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may do it many time. We put new content on. As always, our channel, this video is provided by our uh, channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them in, out in the description below for your t-shirts, shirts, polo tops. They do the lot. Um, and they're designed to be worn untucked. So, you know, for me, I like to wear my shirts untucked. So, but I'm quite short. And uh, it's a bit annoying, but these are perfectly designed, so it's all good. Check them out. Um, today's guest, it's not it, – we haven't put a mirror in there. You know, it, it's its another Russ. <laughs> it's another Russ. I know you. people blinked and they thought I put myself on twice, but um, it's its Russ. It's very early today, um, probably the earliest time we've probably done a My Hammers 11, but there's a reason for it because Russ is in Hong Kong at the moment. Um, so uh, that's, that's, why, that's why. How are we doing, Russ? How are you, man? Yeah, from one rust to another, I'm good, thanks. Um, obviously, apologies for having to get you up so early with the time difference and whatnot. It's about 5pm here, so. But yeah, things are going well. Yeah, don't be silly. I've got an eight-year-old daughter, so I'm, I'm up at... I'm up at six o'clock every day. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so don't get used to that. For those of you who don't know, Russ is um a uh, is a rugby player. Uh, he played at Hong Kong, um, plays in Hong Kong, and he's also part of the Hong Kong uh, Sevens team as well, uh, which is awesome. And uh, you know, as a former rugby player myself, you know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I used to play sevens. You don't, I, I don't look it, <laughs> but I did. Honestly, I did. I used to um. I used to play. Uh, used to play sevens, and um, used to play. I used to be um, full back. Then no, I played all over the backs, to be honest, because I was quite quick, deceptively quick. You know. Oh, so, awesome. um, yeah. So this is go. what this is me looking into the future, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hope. Well, your hair is far better than mine. I'll be honest, Russ. To be honest, but uh, what's the weather like out there at the moment in Hong Kong? Um, it's usually well. It's usually very, very humid. Um, mm warm and it's starting to cool down mind you it doesn't get any lower than probably 16 17 degrees in winter time so it stays pretty warm um so yeah, i can't complain t-shirt shorts at the moment maybe oh. might put a jumper on come december or 
just for but, the yeah it's lovely yeah, yeah. it's literally yeah it's lovely and, and how is it all with obviously we're just entering a new lockdown here in the in england for example what's it like in hong kong at the moment yeah we've well with sars that came in i think of course yeah. in 2004 or something like that we were pretty prepared for i guess another pandemic mm. as soon as there was one or two cases it was everyone has to wear masks um we still are only allowed to go out in groups of six um as a max when you sit down for dinner and whatnot luckily they said on pitches you're allowed up to 33 on a pitch so they've allowed their professional football league and obviously our rugby league to go ahead Mm -hmm. here in hong kong um but yeah everyone's just really really diligent about it um when it's stay indoors most people stay indoors beaches are closed Mm -hmm. um but yeah we're getting by i think we're slowly getting over the the hump a bit over yeah. it i think we've got like a travel bubble with singapore at some point um just to start the economy back up again and tourism course, and yeah. whatnot but we're we're living we're making we're making yeah. do and you're right i said obviously with with sars and stuff it just means yeah you said you had that sort of benchmarks you know you had that sort of setup so it was like it was a a similar thing when when kobe came in yeah we're here in the uk it's like what you know it's like from like one day on it's like you know what's going on here you know yeah there was there was me back in february or march talking oh yeah we'll be off for two weeks we'll be back be back no worries and it's like you know eight months later oh, and you're sure. still, i know it's absolutely crazy man but um and it's good at least you know at least there's you know you said the the, the hong kong government are letting you know, sort of the the team sports go on. Obviously, here in the UK, obviously we've got the Premier League still going and stuff like that. But for you guys, it's uh, really and it's lucky that you know, obviously when you when you're playing your sevens, because obviously you can only go out in groups of six. So no, exactly, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you was meant to be playing. Got... You was meant to be playing in the in the sort of Olympics qualifying thing, weren't you? Soon for the seven. Yeah, so we had a we had an Olympic qualifier last year that we fell just short on uh, for the Asian qualifications but mm. we got sent to a repercharge for coming second so we were going to head to where was it i think it was oh, i forget where it was but we were supposed to go in june to play like ireland samoa and whatnot to try and be that i think 16th team yeah um so that's all been postponed so we've been told you know stay put stay fit because whenever the borders open up again we could be off to play in another tournament yeah. so we're just staying at the ready good 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 and, and and in terms of obviously your and in terms of sort of the, the league you know obviously you're, that's starting you said to mention before we started that's starting this week so all looking good already for the yeah, season well, starting it's, it's uh it's a 15s league so yeah so it's bodies getting back used to playing 15s i've gone from tackling lads who are my size to tackling lads who are probably four times the size that i am which isn't as fun but to be honest any sort of competitive sport any sort of or like running around just to doing anything really just looking forward to getting back to it yeah and i mean with sevens you know it's just as you said it's like you know once once they've broken the line you just let them go don't you (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah you're right mate yeah i'm not gonna catch you up we'll just Um, try and score the next one yeah yeah we'll just yeah we'll just get back and ready for kickoff but uh no it's uh no it's, it's totally different but you said it's great that at least you're, you've got some competitive sport going because it just gets gets your juices going doesn't it just in case oh, sure. it's all ready to go and then you can go and do repage and, and, and get that olympic place which would be absolutely incredible man um Fingers and crossed, yeah. and obviously you know we see the shirt 
we see the shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Um, that's very good. Uh, it just shows that West Ham, you know, West Ham, they ship all over the world. Um, oh, it's like, honestly, in Hong Kong, it's like finding a four-leaf clover about. Really? You're like, yeah, well, because well, growing up in Hong Kong, it's always been top four. So yeah. with me growing up, it was Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Man U at the time. Um, so you wouldn't really get West Ham on the telly and whatnot. And growing up, no one really supported that when I was at school. Yeah. Um, so the odd time you do see a bloke in a West Ham jersey, you give him a nod and give him an irons and it's cool. <laughs> we've been so, as I said, we've been socially distancing for years because that's what we said. We don't shake hands as fans. It's like, come yeah. on, that's it. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And you've, you've, you've had about a 20 minute conversation by saying that. because oh, you know sure. West Ham fan. So why are you a West Ham fan, Russ, then? Given all the top right, four so, and stuff like that. Yeah. So my, so my dad grew up in the UK and he's English and, he grew up being a West Ham fan, grew up watching the likes of, you know, Sir Trevor Booking, Sir Bobby Moore. And um, he then married my mum, who's from Hong Kong, and we moved here. And he kind of let me find out for myself if I wanted to be a West Ham fan. He didn't really push it upon me. Um, growing up, it was always in Hong Kong. It was the David Beckham show. He was massive in China. Yeah. So I put my hands up. I was a massive Beckham fan. I liked uh, the only football really I watched was Man U, to be honest. Um, but there was sort of a turn when I think I must've been about eight or nine. They started playing the equivalent of like match of the day, uh, mm. in Hong Kong on like Sunday mornings because of the time difference. Yeah. And we'd all wake up at seven in the morning and rush to dad's room and he'd put it on. But the only difference was unlike Gary Lineker, this guy would tell you the result before the game starts. So we'd have to like mute, we'd mute the telly because he'd be like, oh, if you're a West Ham fan, look away now. And you're like, right. So we'd always have to mute it beforehand. So that's, that's when I started to see my dad, you know, celebrating or getting pretty pissed off at the telly yeah. on most occasions. Um, and from that point forward, I think it became like religious for us every Sunday, wake up yeah. every Sunday morning to watch that. Um, long story short, at one, at one point we got relegated and dad was like, well, that's it. There's not going to be West Ham in the Premier League next year. So Sunday mornings basically off. So yeah. I think that, that was quite painful for us to, for me and my older brother, my little, little brother supports Liverpool. So, I mean, that's, we ignore him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's when I, I think for the first time I was like, like shit, that's, that feels pretty shit. Yeah. So I think then I kind of knew I was, it's, it's, it's West Ham, it always will be. Yeah. Um, and then I got given a DVD, I think it was like West Ham's Greatest Goals. Um, I think it must have been like 2004. Um, and that was like the first time that I really sat, like studied and sat down and watched mm. all all the footage, all the highlights and learned the history and asked my dad about the players that he watched. And it kind of blossomed from there, really. Brilliant. Love it. I love it. It's yeah. such a it's such a unique story. That's why I thought when when, when we sort of started chatting, I thought we've got to get you on, Russ, because it's like it's so different because obviously, you know, you and we've to be honest, I think you're probably the furthest fan the other way we've spoken to. Yeah. So we've done a lot of West from you know, we've done a lot of the American side, but yeah, you know, and it's and as you said, you know, the other day, um when we was gonna we was gonna try and do it the other day, but obviously we'd played um uh, an evening game 
here oh and, it was, God, and it was yeah. like and it's like in the states obviously the west coast guys and stuff like that they get up early you know a 12 o'clock kickoff for you is probably ideal for you guys isn't it because it means you know it's like an evening game almost for you yeah well e- even even the three o'clock one because at least you're saturday night go to the yeah. pub or the yeah. bars and watch the game have dinner then put the game on um when it's the 1 30 a.m kickoff here or the four in the morning kickoff here that's the worst because if you win you're buzzing so you don't want to go to bed yeah and if you lose you're just miserable and you don't want to go to bed either (laughs) (laughs) that's the trouble isn't it that's the trouble west ham can can ruin your life and obviously for you particularly and anyone outside of london and essex really i think in or anyone in the uk for example as you said it will ruin your next day or your or your previous day based on the time difference so yeah weekend makes the weekends make or break really exactly i mean yeah can't complain too much though because at least all the games here are shown every single one's live um so that's nice so it's always on it's just whether you can make time for it do you know what the the missus allows me to (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i i'll be honest i don't think i would get up at 4 30 to watch west ham i i've said it there we go i've said it so i i respect you i respect everyone who does that because i don't think i could do that to be honest so so i you're right there are times when i'm like oh i'm not going to be bothered (laughs) but the last time i didn't do that we beat leicester 4-0 yeah good point yeah good point yeah (laughs) the the time i did last get up for we lost to newcastle 2-0 which was dire and then the time the time i missed it before that was when we beat chelsea 3-2 so i was like right i'm yeah yeah, it's (laughs) and that's that makes perfect sense because you know it's true we have to watch every game you do have to watch every game because you don't know which west ham's going to turn up each game and so uh yeah, it's really important. But obviously, utmost respect for you guys. Anyone outside of you know the UK, because I just think it's crazy. Honestly, you, I don't think of it, and then I get like, messages from my, you know, some of the American guys again. Oh, it's one thirty here, and I just got up. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like, fucking hell, fair play. Yeah. Oh, particularly like the West Coast guys, you know, the Fresno Irons. They're mental. All their family turn up, their kids turn oh up. God. It's like it's like four thirty in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like oh, they're having the they got the bubble machines out. Oh, fair play. Yeah, so I, yeah. I went to university in San Francisco, so I've experienced, and I went to school in England, so I've yeah. I've experienced the normal three pm kickoff. I've experienced early yeah. mornings and the evenings. Um, I can't decide which one I prefer really. <laughs> um but yeah unfortunately i was in san francisco and there wasn't i don't think there is a san francisco hammers but uh, if there think, is no nah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure there is, isn't there no i think there's there's hollywood hammer i'm trying to think of the sort of that west coast hollywood hammers fresno irons you've got um i can't be i'm sure someone yeah. one of the, one of the I, network, I was there and i couldn't find one yeah yeah but you've you've done some miles right haven't you i mean not yeah, funny. Haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the UK for school, and then college in America, and then uh, and then back to Hong Kong. But uh, nice, no, fair play, man, fair play. And as you said, always wearing watching West Ham, and that's why people. I think, and which, and and I think, I mean, personally, I don't know whether, I don't know. I just think there's we're such a unique group of group of fans. And as you said, you know, when you went when we went down, and your dad went right, that's it, that's it. We can't watch no football. And then you got the and then the hurt. Then you felt the hurt. Of being a West Ham right. fan, you've experienced that. You're hardened to that, so you have to. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Go on, you carry on. What was you gonna say? Oh, I was. Yeah, it's you know, it's I. 
I'd rather support a team like we do with that family where it's it's either heartbreak or it's full jubilation as opposed yeah. to just middle of the middle of the pack. Yeah. Like week in, week out, it's whatever. I, do you know what? I, I, I mentioned it to someone the other day because there's, there's lots of West Ham YouTube channels. And because um, there's and, and the reason why there's so many is because there's so much to talk about with West Ham because there's always and it's like I, I don't know. I don't know how a Southampton YouTuber could survive because you know because there's nothing to say they're sort of you oh know, they're doing all right and uh, they're quite bland we've always got something to talk about and even if we go back to the old days which is what i do loads to talk about and i think that's why there's so many youtube fans and particularly now we need it in the, in the uk particularly because obviously we're all locked down again so yeah it's back to watching netflix oh for sure yeah you must have gone through that twice over Oh, that, that, that's why i started this channel russ to be perfectly honest i've had enough of watching you know once you've watched tiger king and uh <laughs> the other ones i think we watched tiger king in about a day and i was like well that's it that's me done um uh my wife has a fascination with sort of um at the moment it's a lot of australian reality tv shows like oh, yeah. australian married at first sight and and obviously you must get you guys must get it because you're sort of closer to australia than we are and yeah um, we got it all yeah oh and uh 90 day fiance and i can't bear it so that's why i thought <laughs> do you know what uh, i can't bear it so much i'm going to start a youtube channel and so at least every 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 evening i toddle off down to my garage for an hour and she can watch i don't know whatever all right mate the, this the channel saved me as well we've sort of had a semi-lockdown in the sense where i our sports institutes closed sure for about yeah, yeah. Four, four months at a time and i on the way to going for a run or whatever it's put hammers 11 yeah. on yeah it's awesome shout. so yeah good 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 there's plenty more to come um it will need to be for the next four weeks at least. Who knows? But uh, yeah, God, dear. oh dear, day one, day one of lockdown. Anyway, anyway, anyway let's talk about your hammers eleven, Russ. So as I said, everyone yeah. we get on the on the channel, we ask them to give their hammers eleven. So um, the only criteria is you have to be alive to have seen them play. That's it. You can talk about whoever you want, whatever formation. It doesn't matter. Um, and okay. so it's nice and simple. Um, right. So let me just make my notes, uh, Russ. It's, it's going to confuse me because. I put Russ down, and I'm Russ. <laughs> and do you know what? I've got a mate called Russ Webb as well. Oh, really? How weird is that? Yeah. And I'm going to put it on Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put your one on my Facebook personal one, and he'll be freaked out because it'll be so weird. Lovely bloke, Russ Webb. Um, but he's an Everton fan. But anyway, apart from that, we can't, oh. kind of kind of everything. But um, yeah. right, okay. Sure. Who who is in goal for the Web Eleven? Who's in right, so I've weeks? gone with the theme here. I've gone with nice. being an overseas fan. I've gone with a uh, a non-British eleven, Ooh, just because. It. Why not? It made it easy. It made it easier as well. Yeah. Uh, so to kick things off and go, I've gone for probably our most consistent keeper since Rob Green, and I'd say that's Fabianski. I agree. Good shout. So um, he's just pipped Roberto in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I think somehow he's. He's come from, you know, Swansea. And I remember when we signed him, there was a lot of flack, as in he isn't the next level we were promised and whatnot. But he's, I think he's shown his own. Mm. Uh, he kind of showed how instrumental he is to our squad when he went down last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he had a bit, bit of a blip of form recently, but that performance against City recently, mm. he's, he was class, I thought. So yeah, that's, that's me with Lucas. 
Yeah, you're totally right. Um, you don't realise the impact of I mean, I didn't realise the impact of a goalkeeper until he wasn't there. You know, the old adage, you don't know what you've got to, it's gone. Um, yeah. It's so true. And, uh, I mean, even when he was at Swansea, he was, you know, player of the year. He was, you know, right. among the teams of the season type things. And, um, yeah, he's quality, man. Although he's getting, my only concern is he's like, I think we've probably got like another season and a half with him. So the rest of this season, yeah. I think one more season, then you've got to start looking at... Start bringing in some new yeah, players. Yeah, because we're quite old. We've got Our goalkeepers on the first team are quite yeah. old with him and David Martin and, you know, and um, and Randolph and, you know, all those type of people. But no, he's quality. And as you said, he he saves us more. You know what I mean? I mean, even that Liverpool game, he did a couple of good games. You know, oh, just a couple of worldies. He's in it for sure. Oh yeah, cut the world. He's he's the man. I love him. Uh, right. Okay. So, uh, so I've gone for I've, I've gone with a three four three here. So I'm going oh, with God. Te- I'm going for a very a, a very attacking three four three. You sort of have to with West Ham. I don't think yeah. I don't think you've ever had a West Ham eleven where they've gone defensive because I just think it sort of um, doesn't work. I don't think. Right. No, okay. Not. So in the three in defence, who's the first one of those three then, Russ? Um, these are current, and I think best centre-back we've got at the moment, and that's Ogbonna. Yeah, nice shout. Um, again, very common in, you know, a lot of West Ham careers. as a dip of form at some point, but it seems to yeah. come back again. Um, yeah. Second hammer of the year last year, I think if, if we didn't have Declan, he would have easily been hammer of the year. Easily, yeah. Um, and I think the one thing that I think was really cool to see this season that was a change of mentality to most is that game against Leicester when mm. Le- Leicester scored and then it got chalked off uh, from VAR and you saw Ogbonna celebrate like it was a win or celebrate yeah, like yeah. he just scored a goal. Yeah. I think that was really, really cool to see. You don't see that often. No, no, you don't. And um, yeah, so I love, I love Angelo. I think he's yeah. class. He's quality. He's quality. And, and that's why I like listening to the games. Um, the away games, obviously, I'm at the home games, but the away games, I like it with the noise off because I like hearing people who and, and Oggy is one of the guys who really does shout quite a lot. Um, you can yeah. hear it, and I just think he's he, he's he's been sort of the stalwart recently. And as you said last season, he was brilliant. Um, and you're right, he but there does seem to be this sort of defensive toughness now with us now. Um, that I can't remember them being before. He's always always seen a bit of a pushover, I think. Um, yeah. But now we seem to be a bit more, you know, what I mean, a bit tougher. And um, and he and he epitomises it because I just think he's he's brilliant. And I think he's uh, it's one of those things where you've got there's like three of them, isn't it? It's him, Diop, and Balbuena, and they've all had dips in form. And the other one of those three has all jumps the gun so now Diops there's no yeah, exactly. he's not getting back in the team at the moment you know no. and he's like because of the way those those other two are playing but um we'll put Oggy in okay who's next then Russ uh next is his old partnership with Reedy Winston yeah Winston. I know he's English speaking but technically overseas I think he came from Denmark didn't he yeah yeah Mich- and Mich- he's, Mich- he's a Kiwi lad yeah yeah <laughs> um again he was such a consistent performer for us until riddled with injuries um, which is such a shame. It seems to again be a recurring thing with us, with players we get with quality and you know with Dino and whatnot. Um, obviously, still get goosebumps um, over that goal in the, the last game in the Bolin. Yeah, um, remember watching that, and it was it was just you like couldn't write it. It was so cool. Um, it was obviously would have been 
obviously wasn't there, but it would have been awesome to be there. Were you there? I imagine you were. Yeah, yeah, we were there. Yeah, we yeah, were, yeah, yeah, we were there. It was great. Yeah, and, it, and, and, dream, really. it is, and he's done sort of the he's done sort of the the hat trick, I call it. So he's obviously scored against Tottenham, scored against Millwall, and then he scored the last goal at the Bowling. So yeah, he's um, and he's he's doing. Yeah, he's playing well at Sporting Kansas at the moment. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. He could be back. So it'd be great if he would be. So he and you be can't great. you can't forget his turn against was it Sunderland? Yeah, outside the box. It's in like the it's like with defenders. It's like it's a bit like in 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 sort of um, putting it in a in a rugby context. It's like you know. Um, you know, when like a prop does a little like, you know, behind the back pass or something, just to show yeah. them they, they, they can do it, but they don't want to do it all the time. And that's like with yeah. defenders. They just do a little bit of, I remember, I remember um, Anton Ferdinand scored an absolute worldie against uh, Fulham. Fulham, right? And, it, and it's the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, okay. it's in my locker. It's in my locker. Yeah, and you're like, but where I just the don't hell like was that Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of the little, I love the, the guys used to do the little behind the back passes with their feet, with their hand, but in rugby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, right, we'll put Reedy in. Uh, and who's the last of the three then, mate? Um, so this one bloke, he won't be doing any worldy goals, and that's Thomas Repka. Ah, good old I Thomas know Repka. he's predominantly a right black, a right back, but I think stopped him at centre back at some point. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute nutter, but yeah. adore him. You know, we seem to adore those types of players at West Ham. Um, type of player who I think, as we've spoken about, we've been lacking in the back. For a yeah. while now, it's true. Um, but you, some never he he knew what it was. He knew what being a West Ham player was about, which mm. I loved. You could see that against last game against Fulham when I think that was his last game, wasn't it? Against Fulham, yeah. with him crying. Um, he reminded me of uh, have you seen Jason Statham in Mean Machine? Month. <laughs> yes, an absolute guy. loose, absolute loose cannon. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a great that's a great analogy that's a great analogy but he is he is he was like that and that's why we loved him wasn't it because you know and again i i don't know just because we're just because you know because obviously the rugby connection you get players like that in the, in the rugby as well who oh and yeah you know, and you know they're gonna go and you just have to hold their shirt back and say no just not not this time mate not this time you know and it's like you know but no he was brilliant and he just yeah lovely bloke and yeah, as you said, he, he, he said that last game when he was crying off the pitch. And again, it's like just a crazy thing that he does. And he's just like, no, I just think he's brilliant. Love can't, him. I'd I love can't to imagine get him training with him. Oh, Can, like, it's, when it's it's like... been some, there's been some funny, funny stories of, of play of fans who have interacted with him. And yeah, they're just as crazy as you would imagine they would be. Cause he's just like a, just a complete nutter. Um, yeah. But he's on, I mean, he, he's on, he's on, distancing with him. yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've communicated on Instagram about coming on the show, but he doesn't, he's, he reckons his English isn't good enough. So, which is a shame, but I, again, I think that's a fair distance. I think he's in the Czech, Czech Republic at the moment. So I, that's enough for me to interview him. <laughs> yeah. if we just cause I'd be really scared um, to be perfectly honest of him. Um, right, let's go into the four in midfield. Who's uh, let's go yeah, on to no, the left? Who's on the left of the four? Uh, yeah, on the left for me, it's a no brainer. Um, the only bloke to ever have broken my heart, Dimitri Payet. Yeah, um, best player I've ever seen in a West Ham shirt. Um, he was the catalyst to everything good in our final season. Um, obviously, I was alive for Palo de Cano, but as I said before, all I got to see was like little snippets of highlights yeah. Yeah, of being course. in Hong Kong so I didn't feel like I could have put Paolo in my team but um 
yeah, never in a million years would I find myself supporting France in the Euros no, as well yeah, as England, no, yeah. right? And like seeing Bilic celebrate Payet's goal against Romania. Oh, it was Crazy. so cool to see. He was like a proud dad, wasn't he? Really, like on the touchline, yeah. that's what he was like. And now he was a fa- phenomenal player, as you said. He was. I mean, he say was me. He, he's he's technically the best player I've ever seen up at London Stadium and Upton Park, you know, for West Ham. But um, he. He just got you excited. He's a maverick. He he played, you know, he's just and he wasn't like particularly quick. He was quite a stumpy little bloke, really, but he just had this amazing talent. And I think, and I've said it before, I, I'm I'm afraid to say I don't think we're ever gonna get a Ballon d'Or nominee play for West Ham again. You know, it, during his time, you know, obviously, yeah. We might get someone who was a Ballon d'Or nominee and then came comes to us when he's like 37, 38 for his retirement years. But um no, it's a shame. But uh he was quality and he made that last season what it was, wasn't it? And so um And so I mean basically defied physics with a free kick against Palace. Yeah. I remember watching that and I was I had to like double check to make sure that actually went in. Yeah. Oh. Awesome, and and he sort of redefined. It's like obviously when Cristiano Ronaldo, he had to, he started doing a knuckleball, didn't he? Where it sort of did that weird sort of flip, and Di Canio, not Di Canio, and Payet did this sort of new. It was a new way of taking three kicks. It was just like this real loopy thing, which, but a really quick loop. Do you know what I mean? It was just really strange how it sort of it sort of redefined the three kicks. But uh, no, it was it was absolutely. When he quality. scored, he always knew when he would score one because he'd run off before it went in the goal. He's yeah. Even that Palace one, he knew it was going in before it was like, and I don't think the goalkeeper knew it was going in, which is uh, mental. And uh, But again, it's like having a free kick 20, 25 yards out, it was like a penalty for us during that season because it was almost like you knew it was, if it wasn't going in, it was going to be on target. And um, that doesn't happen very often with us on three kicks, particularly in the modern day. Um, right. Okay, Russ, let's go. Let's go to the right of that four. Who's on the right of that four? Stay with us long. I wish he stayed longer. Had an absolute engine, and that's Yossi Benayoun. Oh, lovely. Love you. Top bloke. The pitch in the FA Cup final, I thought personally. Yep. Um, for us, at least. Don't want to talk about <laughs> um, He had a motor like no other. Like, he, he honestly, it was, I think it was like the 118th minute still, and he was sprinting for the ball. Uh, uh, some of the stuff he did, his assists, some of his scored some terrific goals to Fulham. He did against Fulham this weekend. Mm. Uh, he was very uh, like Lanzini when he arrived because he was he was like, where did he come from? The yeah. same way Lanzini when Lanzini first came, we were like, sure. who's this? Who's this lad? Uh, he's in there. He's got to be class if he's then gone on to play for Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. I think he was the first. He's the first player to score a hat trick in the Champions League, the Premier League. I think it's the FA Cup and the League Cup or something like that. He's awesome. Yeah, that says it. Yeah, and he always absolutely. looked deprived of food. He was. He was yeah. tiny. <laughs> yeah, really skinny. But apparently, he loved a bit. He loved the tackle. He loved getting involved in the in the physical side in training. Apparently, as well. That's when people we speak spoken to who have been playing during that same era as, as Yossi. But no, top guy, top top guy. Um, right, Payet and Ben Ayun. Right, let's go into the middle. Who's the first one of, of your middle two, then, mate? One of the back three. Um, on his day, world beater. Um, unfortunately, didn't wasn't with 
and then that's Alex Song. Oh, that's a great shout. That's a great shout. Alex Song. I've got to type that's... that in. He's brilliant. Absolute class. He was just so, so good for us. At least. So anyway, I think we, we nearly hit, I think we hit top four that Christmas. Or we were near about at the start. Um, but yeah, his movement, his passing, um, you know, he, he pulled the strings basically. And when he took command of a game, I thought when he like wanted to take <laughs> take command of a game and wanted to control that game, I thought we, we'd, we'd win it. We won. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, he couldn't do that. But yeah, I, I, I thought he was class when he was with he us was. for that first year. Yeah. I remember because when we, I remember we announced we announced he was going to be signing, um, but we kept it quiet. And so I turned up to the game, and we were told you know he's signing and we're going to get him on the pitch, but not to tell anyone else to make a big thing out of it, um, which was quite fun. It was quite fun to be honest. Um, but he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was just class. So I think he's been he's one of the classiest midfielders we've had in the modern era because he just was, as you said, he had everything. Um and he and Payet, when they were on it, they were just they were beautiful together, you know. And um no, yeah, he was uh yeah, that wasn't Payet, sorry, I was getting confused, but um he was absolutely brilliant. I, I loved him. I you know, and it was a shame because I think he could have as you said he wasn't here for long for periods for us, and it would have been nice to have him and build a team around him. Do you know what I mean? He's the type of player you could build a team around him, but unfortunately he just gets injured all the time, didn't he? Yes, I mean that's what stunted his Arsenal career as well. Um but you know, he was good and a very stylish man, always well turned out. I like a player that's well turned. By out. the end of the career, is what with his Edgar, Edgar Davids glasses as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just looked cool. Just looked cool. I like. Yeah, he was a cool looking player. Right. Okay. Alex Song is in. Who is the next one in that midfield um, two? Then, uh, then Russ. Sort of the the cam role centre attacking midfielder. It's uh, the one and only Alessandro Diamante. Oh, Diamante. There's some names coming out today. Let me find him. One, one season wonder for us, but he's a bit of a cult hero. I, I loved him. Yeah, I think it was he was he lacked a bit of quality, and I think we were in a bit of a relegation scrap. And there was this lad I'd never heard of him when he'd come from Italy. Um and he was just so Italian and just we needed a player to like run for the ball we needed a player who's gonna get in that relegation scrap for us and he just sort of did his own thing but it worked yeah and he had the crazy Scored. hair as well the crazy oh. hair as well yeah and i was like oh looking for him and he'd shaved it all off <laughs> <laughs> but that was him that was him but he was a, a nutter and as you said we needed one of them uh we needed we, we always cling to an italian very after di canio don't we and so and he was like our di canio mark ii really because he was crazy and flamboyant and liked to free kick as well um and just scary he was still scary he was a scary looking player you know yeah, he was <laughs> but he was just exciting he was like a maverick right and you know yeah. i think we seem to we like those maverick players like the payettes the di canios the diamantes um just had so much flair scored some great goals as well Again, I think he even said he wished he stayed longer. Hmm. Um, so yeah, honestly, I think I think he came second in Hammer of the Year behind Scott Parker. Yeah, um, just yeah, big you. fan. 
Yeah, good man. Right, okay, we'll put Diamante in. Right, so we've got the front three now. Um, you go for the front three as you got it written down. Yeah, so I've got my right forward. Um, crucial for us getting back into the Premier League, and that's Vazte. Ricardo Vazte. There's some, there's some great names coming up today. I think that's the first time Vazte's come up, unbelievably. Do you, can you understand Really? That? Yeah, it's crazy. But I have to, I mean, I'm going to have to type oh, him in. He- he brought me so much joy in that one year. I think he, he, I think he's really underrated. He scored twelve, like twelve goals in eighteen games that season. I looked it up the other day. Um, did exactly what we asked of him, really. Um, he, and that was yeah. to fire us back into the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. And I think he obviously, obviously scored the goal which took us up, you know, and uh, and as you said, he came in and did a great job for us. Um, he was obviously bagging him in for Barnsley at the time and and carried on. And uh, yeah, I just thought he was a breath of fresh air, wasn't he? Because it was like, yeah. you know, that, that championship team was quite workmanlike. You had like your Matty Taylors, your Kevin Nolans, you know, Mark, you had Colton, you had Jack, you had quite sort of British workman. He came yeah. and he was just a bit of flair and it was a right amount of flair you needed to get back into the Premier League, definitely. And Yeah, uh, exactly. No, quality. Yeah, it's a great shout, Russ. That's a great shout. Right, okay, Russ. Cool. Yeah, I don't think he quite cut it out for the Prem. No. I think he wasn't that quite at that level, but he did score when we beat Spurs 3-0, so can't exactly. complain. Exactly. <laughs> so he's a cult here already because he beat his Yeah, exactly. Three. Right, okay, Vaz is in. Um, who is next, mate? Um, Carlos. King Carlos. Mm. Carlos Tevis, me. When we signed him, I like, thought it was a gag. When my dad told me. I was like, <laughs> Shall I, know I know we haven't. Come on. And yeah, I mean, it took him some time to settle in. I looked it up. He like, he I think recorded one assist in the first nineteen games. Yeah. And you're like, right, he's gone from he, he all of a sudden he went from a flop to world beater for us. And was it seven and four assists in the last ten? Oh yeah, so, yeah, very close to my heart. Well, I mean, he was he was basically, as you said, yeah, you're right. He didn't really turn up for the first half a season. To be fair, he was doing too much, really. Um, yeah. And I remember Curbs coming in and just telling him to just stay up front, and that was the making of him, really, at West Ham. And I remember then he was getting so close to scoring, he sort of like missed, he hit the post, or it would just go yeah. wide, and and then obviously he scored that goal against Tottenham, and then he just like then this little monster just was unleashed on the Premier League. And for someone who who played not a lot of games for us, the impact he made um, was phenomenal. Um, you know, it was yeah. disproportionate to the amount of games he played, but. I- uh, yeah, he's one of the players where I'm I'm so thankful there wasn't like Twitter or social media mm. um when we when he was playing for us because at on match day, even though he wasn't scoring, you could see he was working hard. Yeah. And people applauded him for that. So I think it didn't get to him that much. But could you imagine if he was, if he logged on Twitter and whatnot? Oh, oh, he'd probably get pelted. Yeah. But so, I mean and, and also, I mean, you know, I don't I think I've ever seen a fa- uh a returning player from an, from obviously playing for a new club, getting such an ovation as Carlos did when he came back yeah. from Man United, and and even like Man City, and then when he came back for um, the Argentina game, we played Upton Park, and he came on the pitch. Um, incredible, incredible player, and uh, a lovely guy. And obviously, we've spoken to lots of players who 
were around during that time and that, you know the same as you disbelief you know when i said to i know john pantsill for example john what happened <laughs> who i who i know is hasn't made this team you know unbelievable unbelievable i know i know yeah, it must be on the bench. Um, so, so he, he, I said, yeah, what happened? You know, when you sort of turn up for training and there's Carlos Tevez and Javier Mascherano, and he went, I just didn't believe it. I just didn't believe it. It's like you know, I could tell because we were the same. None of us believed it, did we? I was getting pats yeah. on the back and stuff by my boss and stuff. Like, well done. You know, it's like, yep, thank you. <laughs> I, I was, I was instrumental in that negotiation. And bless them. <laughs> when they had that that sort of that infamous picture of Pardew at, at Upton Park. Yeah. And they're like, eyes are squinting. Like they've just been sort of like, I, I have envisaged it almost being that like they were bundled into a car in Buenos Aires and sort of taken out. And they're like, where are we? Where? Are we? Chadwell, Chadwell Heath. I have to go to Chadwell Heath. What's it? Where is this Chadwell Heath? But bless them. They're, you know, and, and Carlos really got involved with the team spirit. And Anton tells a story of when he was, um, when he was he'd, he's, he's bringing his interpreter everywhere carlos even a nightclub in london on the dance floor he's got his interpreter really? just yeah mental absolutely mental well, guy just wanted to be with the lads right yeah just wanted to fair be enough, the lads and, and, and get involved but he wouldn't yeah. learn english i mean Maserano apparently he learned english but Taylor's uh, carlitos didn't want to learn english but he just wanted to still be involved fair, right, enough. fair, enough. fair enough carlos right okay so who is the last in this very very attacking team russ yeah, uh, cap it off is the infamous Marco Anatovic. Oh, I like um, it. Once a bastard, always a bastard. Bar uh, bastard. He's Ali. <laughs> it's not as glorious when he isn't, but when he is our bastard, we bloody love him. Um, absolute defender's nightmare. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he had that. He had that swagger, arrogance about him, which, again similar to you know when you play rugby he's sort of a guy you want in your team yeah, yeah. when he's not on your team he's like you're like oh it's just such a tosser oh, yeah it's, <laughs> oh. and he just he just moans at the referee all the time and yeah oh. yeah i know what you mean he's and but he's oh, and, sort of, and that sort of maverick player who could just do like a mazy run and just you know it just yeah i know what you mean just or do something yeah, crazy you know but it'd be yeah I remember, I think it was against Burnley specifically, like scoring against, he had a tussle with Tarkowski earlier. Yeah. And he scored and just went up to his face and started laughing after he scored. Yeah. Like that's the sort of behaviour that you got with Arnie and came to bite us in the end. But I thought, well, you know, he transformed by Moyes. Yeah. Um, well, he, he does. He, Moyes and, 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 I, and I've, as I said, I've coined this phrase and it's, it's moisification. And, and, and that's what he does. He moisifies. That's the verb to moisify. Yeah. Um, players. He, he's, he's done it. He did it with Arnie. He's doing it with, with Antonio. He's done it with yeah. Four Nows. He's done it with um, um, uh, Masuaku. And Arnie was one of those players. You know, when he was playing, you know, I was really excited when he came first. You know, it's 20 odd million pounds. Bilic, you know, signing. Put him on the right where he sort of played sort of kind of for Stoke. And he just wasn't interested. He just wasn't the no. player. And then Moyes threw him up front, made him the main man. And it just, as you said, turned his bastard rating up to 11, wasn't it? Yeah. So he was like, he was like even more arrogant and confident because he was the main man. And just go up he was, and piss everyone off. He was so quick, but he had no backlift on his legs. His, his, his legs, his body was completely oh, yeah. straight. You know, it's so bizarre. But he just worked, and he was just tough to get off the ball. And when he was when he was on it, 
he was on it. Do you know what I mean? When he was on, you know, as you said, he some games he might not fancy it and he might be a bit tetuous and yeah, yeah. But then some games when he a bit between his teeth, he was so that, that comes with that maverick temperament, yeah. isn't it? Which is what we like. We are so. as you said, that's why you have to watch West Ham because you don't know what Arnie's gonna turn up. Um in the same way you didn't know what you know, in my day, what what Decanio was going to turn up, whether it was going right. to be the perpetuous toddler throwing his toys out the pram, or whether it was going to be the absolute world-beating, you know, football player. And uh, no, it's all good. No, Arnie, that's, that's a good shout. I like that. There's some yeah, great so, shouts in here, Russ. I must say, man. Cheers. So yeah, okay. it's my Hammers eleven. Either gets trounced four nil and four men sent off, or we do a right and win eleven three or something like that. <laughs> well, whatever happens, you'll be first the match of the day, Russ. That's the main thing, which is good for you because obviously then you can go back and uh, have to you can just watch it, then go back to bed afterwards. Exactly, so, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and at least the presenter will have something interesting to say each before each game. Exactly. You might want to watch this if you want to see eleven goals scored by an out of it. Cheers, boss. Um, Russ, man, it's been lovely chatting to you. Really, really appreciate your time, mate. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. It. Oh, so it's... cool having on being on here. Yeah. Cool. No, it's great. And then you can listen to yourself next time you're training now um, in a few days' time. There you go. That'd be a bit weird, but yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you go, what did I say? Why did I say that? Uh, but yeah, no. Why didn't I pick John Pants with my team? No. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. no, it's been great. Uh, no, obviously, thank you. And thanks to everyone for watching. Um, like, share, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give it a like, give it a share. And from me and Russ, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come in your wines, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.